You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation, your host. Dave Sturgeo, also known as Little Sturge, uh, alongside nationally known comedian Brett Ernst, and of course, America's fan, Keith Ernst. Fellas, first and foremost, happy Memorial Day. I hope you guys had a nice, refreshing weekend. I know uh, Brett's been busy, but I know uh, the bigger picture here is why we get to celebrate today, um, and that's a shout out to the troops. And, uh, you know, God I will say, you, I will say the only Dallas Cowboy jersey I, I would wear, and it's an Arizona State Pat Tillman jersey. Absolutely. Not yeah. a coward, but I will say that you know what better way to celebrate Memorial Day than talking about America's team? There it is, perfect. Exactly. What a great segue into <laughs> the week that has been. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys did their OTAs, or at least started their OTAs. They're they're one of a, a few teams that are doing it non virtually, and they're on the field. And you know, I, I always wonder. I kind of wonder about that. Like, there's a lot of teams that said they don't want to do this, and they're not going to be getting together as a team. But the Dallas Cowboys are one of those teams that are on the field. So I guess that kind of works into our advantage a uh, couple things that we can take away from it first and foremost did anybody see how clean and how drippy Jalen Smith looks in a brand new number nine jersey is there everybody okay with this Bro, well, you I, know what? I thought Romo was back I got all excited <laughs> no you know I, from what I found out you you would know better than me little starch that uh if uh that he had to pay for that, right? Like he had to buy out all the merchandise. Yep. He has to, he has to buy out all the inventory. So like whatever. But if he, buy, but if he would have waited one year, he wouldn't have had to do that. Yep. That's yeah, true. Because he, yeah. Because, no, he wouldn't have to do that because he'd be with another team. <laughs> so uh, he, he can wear whatever jersey number he wants. But no, yeah, he has to okay, buy. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah Look, no, what, what's your saying, problem yeah. with him wearing? What's my I'm problem saying, what's your him? problem with him wearing nine? Why? Why do you care? Why do I care? Uh, that's Tony Romo, man. That that you can't. That's like somebody. That's a new quarterback coming and he's saying they want to wear. Eight. He's wearing Randy White's number. That's worse. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to you guys, it's worse. To no, me, I I guess- no, wait, 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 wait. don't group me in. I agree with what Brett's saying. It is Randy White, and that's a great point. I don't mind Tony Romo's jersey being used. I just think it's a little too soon. That's all. I think it's a little uh, too not only too soon, uh, but also off of a career bad year. You get to switch your number. And everybody's already but, mad at you. Everybody's already mad at you. So why is that okay? They'll be like, you know what? Oh man, I'm about to you know do another thing for my brand. I'm gonna go back to my college number and you know do all that. I'm like, come on, man. You could have, oh, yeah. you could have just, you could have did anything else. Just, just get back on the field and play. And uh, now he decided that he needed to do one more thing for his brand, and that's what it, it makes me really. Uh, upset. So, so, and so that's what annoys you more than it's Romo's number is the. I think it's I think it's the self attention that he keeps drawing to himself. You know what I mean? Like you don't you, like we just drafted two linebackers. Like well, I, I guess you haven't got the memo that you're on notice, and now you're like you know that's the first thing you want to do. 
in the in the off season is is switch numbers. I don't know. I just feel like it's uh, it's a, it's well, annoying right now. Sure. Well, can I ask you this question? Um, yeah. Being an ex athlete, aren't you superstitious? So maybe he felt he wants his number from college that he'll play better. Who knows? I've changed my number so many times. Like I, I, I you're, not, you're not in the NFL. You didn't play for Notre Dame. It's very true. <laughs> it's I did so not true. play for Notre Dame. I, but, I can see. Uh, I can see that. I can see him. What he's saying. What you're saying, Sturge, can go into that. What, what I'm trying to say is that he knows that he's on notice. So maybe he he needs to be the best linebacker he can be, and that he thinks is part of that ingredient. And to do that is changing his jersey back. I guess his original number. Now, I I raised the question to you guys just because I'm curious. You know, obviously, you know, Jalen did it and took Romo's number. Are there any numbers that aren't retired that are still always and forever be untouchable? Like we've seen, we've seen, uh, we don't have any retired. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like, what's an untouchable number? Meaning like, right, like 12 and on the Cowboys. But I'm saying like, we've already. We've already given away like 33 for Tony Dorsett. We've already just given yeah. that to like Nathan but, Jones. But you know listen, I mean? like, Dave, Dave, hold on. I get the question. But you know they can't – if they retire jerseys, there'd be none left. There'd be no numbers left. No, the but, only two that I think are the most untouchable are 12 and 22. And and you might go with Mel Renfro at 20. No. Right? And no. Bob Lilly – what are you talking I mean, about? He's our best – he's the best cornerback in – Yeah, in but I know. All right, well, here's – I think – all right, no. I'm I'm confused with the question now too. I I, I don't no, think he's no, saying I, I don't think he's saying retiring. He's just saying yeah. like, we think's untouchable. And yeah, even no, the, like all right, so even for, the Cowboys think they're untouchable. For, they won't yeah, retire so instance, twelve, but they're in, not going to give it out. For instance, like there's no numbers retired, but like yeah. when you come on to the Cowboys as a rookie, right? What number do you think the Cowboys would say? Mm, nah, man. Like let's choose something else. You know what I'm saying? Like obviously twelve for Stallback and eight? twenty-two for Emmett. I think eight. Is one yes, of them as well? Absolutely. We have not seen another eight. I mean, they they were been very careful with who they gave eighty eight to, and they gave it to because Mike didn't wear. He wore forty seven at Miami, so you know they were excited about that. So yeah, I, would but say I, I I I go back to Antonio Bryant. We had another number eighty eight. He wore, yeah, but he he was promising. It wasn't like we gave him yeah, to they a thought scrub. He was going to be good. Didn't yeah, you? yeah. But I'm I'm just saying. I think there's only like two right now. I think twelve yeah. and and eighty eight. I mean, I'm sorry. Twelve and twenty-two. Are and, the but nobody's and eight, worn eight, eight since Aikman either. Nobody's yeah. nobody's worn eight. Nobody's touched. Eight. Yeah, no one has touched those numbers. So yeah, that's those are the only three. So we really don't have a defensive one. Um, I would say I if, mean, if they were going to do it, what was, was? Yeah, but people have been wearing it. What we're trying to say is, what jersey has been untouchable? Uh, am I They're on really, delay or not? No, no, no. Yeah. You're good. You're okay. All right. What was Bob Lilly's number? I think it was 54, I was, right? I was just going to say Lilly. I don't think it was 54. No, it was 74. 72? 74. 74. So who has – nobody's gotten that. Nobody's worn 74? I, I, I mean, I don't think so, no. Hmm. Who, who can you think – you know. Let's get our, our, our assistant to look that up real quick. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking right now. And we'll continue. But, uh, yeah, so I was just curious. And, look, Romo it was beloved, you know, in Cowboys Nation. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, retire his number type guy. Do you think anybody takes 82 ever again? Um, uh, possibly, yeah. For Witten. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Just curious. I think so. But OTAs. And you got to understand uh, something, too. Is that, wait, really quick. That those numbers are not like, you know, 
the best number. I don't know if there's ever been a, a 74 on the cat. Let me just see right now. If there's I'm one now. Too, there is one now, you said? No, he no, said there checking. is one now. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I, I got something to bring up also about the numbers. We, the, the the controversial um, tweet or whatever the hell Micah Parsons said, which was so – I don't know why they came after him for that. That was so bad. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. man. People are just so damn sensitive, and I'm them. <laughs> okay, once again. <laughs> really, I mean, I, it's like, I, come honestly, on. I, you you don't know another guy that's like – or maybe you do, but like more in tune with like every single little nugget of the team like me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I know everything. Like, I'm always mm -hmm. texting you guys. I didn't know anything about that until my dad brought it up to me oh, at the dinner yeah. table the other day. He's like, So you didn't know? Yeah, no, I know. I, no I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. What happened? So ba basically, he, uh, because his number is 11 and J and uh, uh, Jalen Smith changed his number to nine, he was like, Yeah, 9 11, something like that. We're 9 11. Oh, it's 9 11 now. Let's go. Like, you know, like it's. He didn't say people were like, people oh, like, you he's calling himself a terrorist. And I'm yeah, like, you're, are oh, you God, saying God. that the 9 11, like people just started going off on him? He's like, yo, calm down. He's like, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, I love this country. He's like, I would never disrespect it. But, but here's my thing people need to stop apologizing. I'm serious. They need to just stop because this is just, this is getting out of control, man. Just grow a pair of people. Seriously. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, all right. Come on. Well, you so know why, you, bro? It's about intent. Nobody's, Nobody's gauging intent anymore. They just it's it's like the feds in a van just listening for keywords. They don't even care yeah. about it. They're just trying to entrap. And and you know, obviously he meant, you know, it's it's 9-11. Let's go. Like, you know, that's 911 is the call that, that you call to to get, you know, I don't think he did. September eleventh. Yeah, I know, I know. But that's All the right. point. That's why I want to bring it out because it was just right. ridiculous. So yeah, that's a little silly. Um, I'm looking. I can't find the 74 guys. So that might be it. That might, that might be the only. That might be one of those unwritten ones that people are just they stay away from. You know, when they come look 74 right now. I know numbers have changed. You could do whatever you pretty much want at this point. But I think 74 typically is your offensive lineman slash maybe interior D lineman. A couple defensive ends uh, where the 70s. But again, I, I think that's more of an offensive lineman thing ever since. You know, like your Larry Allen, your Mark Two and A's. You know, guys like that were wearing 70s on the offensive line. Defensive line, I, I can't even think of one. Uh, Tony Casillas wore 75 uh, on, uh, as a defensive tackle. I'm thinking uh, Greg Hardy, I think, even though we had him for like a, a cup of coffee. I think Ed he was Jones 72. was 72. Who? Ed Jones was 72. Harvey Ed Martin Jones. was 79. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, 79 was Eric Williams. So, so, yeah, the 70s are both sides of the line, and I haven't, yeah. seen, I haven't seen anybody well, wear 70. Not anymore. You could wear – no, oh. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Before the new whatever the hell. Can you just imagine did. an offensive tackle wearing the number two? Like what? I don't know. I used to get like weirded out when I saw kickers in the uh, in the college wearing like 96. <laughs> like I'm just like, yeah, I know, so weird. weird. So weird. But anyway, now you can. Now you can do whatever you want. Um, all right. So OTAs, right? They come and go. Couple headlines that pop yeah. out. We'll get to our main our our main um subject in just a couple minutes, but. I do want to bring up a couple things that that are definitely on the bright side, and a couple things that kind of raise some eyebrows. Um, your starting cornerbacks uh, throughout OTAs was Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown on the outside, and Jordan Lewis was in the slot, so that's kind of predicted. Um, there is a chance for you know uh, the 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 kid we drafted to step up and be number corner number two. I don't know. I don't think so. Right off the rip, I don't, I don't personally think so. Well, before uh, you start ta talking, I mean, because 
there are some standout players that we are we going to talk about that changed our mind and surprised us. So yeah, 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 all right, all right, all right. I mean, we'll get if, you don't, I mean, if you're going to do the draft report, then you might as well. No, I mean, no, no, mini camp, oh, you might as well not. I was just throwing out the lineup. Um, another thing that was really impressive so far, apparently, according to you know, to, according to the coaches, according to the team on the field, they're saying that Lyle Collins and and Ty, Ty, Tyron Smith look incredible right now, and they're healthy yeah. and they're upright and they're in the best shape of their lives. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be like exciting, like you know, headline grabbers and like Tyron we've, Smith. We've right? heard this. Yep. Yep. Right. yep. I know. Yep. We, We've been down this road before, and, and I and I totally agree with that. And I was like, yeah, right, I'm, I'm not gonna right. lie, Sturge. When you sent that text about the jersey, uh-huh. like when you were like, "You've got to be effing kidding me" or something <laughs> like that, I went right to searching Cowboys. I'm like, "What happened?" I thought like something happened to Dak. I was like, "This that," and then you're like, "The jersey." I was like, "Oh." Oh, all right. The jury, like, but you scared the hell out of me, bro. I'm serious. I was terrified. Yeah, that, that was. I was gonna, that was. Hey, Tyron Smith is healthy until he goes to eat a sandwich and he breaks his arm. You know, there's always something. That poor kid. Why that been through war. He's I'm saying he's been through war, man. He's been he through war. Been. That kid. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there's only so much your body can take, bro. And and yeah. I mean. You know, look, I pray. I mean, look, he's, I love that kid, man. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, and I, I think if right. he, especially if he plays, if he plays, eh, you know, I give him like three more good years, like this year, and then maybe two more after that. I think he's a solid. I mean, he's one of the I'm biggest. Totally confused on how they choose offensive linemen for the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, I, I just am. You, you don't. We apparently everyone Emmett Smith was only the greatest running back ever because <laughs> he had the greatest offensive line ever. But there's only one damn offensive lineman, Larry yeah. Allen, who wasn't there by the way for his first few thousand yard seasons. That's in the Hall of Fame. So very good. We had Nate Newton. We had Mark Tune, who played for what fourteen seasons. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I, mean. I don't understand it. What do you need to do? Like, why would Tyrone well, Smith – and I'm asking you, Sturge, what makes you think he, he, why, he belongs in the Hall of Fame? Because he is – if I had a, if I, I had a look that. at – if it, well, if, if I had a look at our line within the last 10 years, it's either him or Zach Martin is our new Larry Allen. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like, best at what they do. Well, wait, is it the but, question but every, more – Every player, every player well, wait, has no, their best is offensive it the question, every is it the question? Is the question more what constitutes a good offensive lineman? No, no, I'll no. The the question to me is what gets them in the Hall of Fame because obviously right. the, what constitutes the best player doesn't really factor into the Hall of Fame anymore. I, mean, I, I was Starch. What did you play in high school? Tight end. Well, yeah, me too. That, yeah, tight end. Did you guys did you guys have to be with the offensive line or were you did, were you with the receivers? Offensive line for some of it, but not. It was like both. You like it was split because you had two two. Basically, you had two things to do you know it's it's one thing to run routes but it's another thing to make sure you're doing all your blocks well i was very fortunate to work with the offensive line more and i i can tell you a hundred percent i have no idea what the hell makes a good offensive lineman i don't know how to block <laughs> they, we watch it film i'm like this it's the most boring thing i've ever seen in my life yeah. <laughs> it's like oh that's a great seal 
You did a great seal block there. Are you just seeing right. getting away? Not for nothing. Uh, not for nothing. My favorite thing, my favorite thing, like from pre-high school to some high school to even flag and, and like coaching, my favorite thing was 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 like blocking schemes. Like that that shit fascinated. Well, you like to crack back, back on people, you mean, or just oh, like open holes? That was oh, the worst. I was dude, dude I would just, I used to hate it. I'm just saying learning about it, learning about it in general was like one of my favorite things to do. But no, I mean that's what makes someone Dude, like got- Larry Allen. For not, remember his uh, that one drive against the Colts they play, where <laughs> like he literally that that's like I mean you never see a highlight reel for an offensive lineman and whatever Larry Allen ate or drank before that one drive, <laughs> where he was just blowing everybody up. Remember, remember you guys seen it, man? It's awesome. Well, I mean that look, that's the obvious, but again, you don't know like every game and oh, you know. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, though, that crackback, I got hit in college one time, dude, and my, my cornerback, you know, they're supposed to call it. So, you know, it was um, it was a counter. So I, I, I over-pursued the counter, and then when I turned around, Goodbye. tight end just right there, man. <laughs> but when I got laid out on the ground, then I hear crack, crack. <laughs> like, he called it all late. It's all late. He <laughs> called it late. Nice. I, I was laying there snoring. Yeah, a little too late. Thanks, well, bud. Maybe they met you, met your uh, your head was cracked. That's <laughs> what I was saying, dude. You, bro. When I was uh, uh, there, I, I, that's one of the things that they don't allow that anymore, though, and rightfully so. Like you do something like that, that's you a defensive body like that. Yeah, defensive play, player. They don't allow it. Unbelievable. But yeah, no, yeah, um, you can't do that. No. Yeah, yeah. Just Dak like Prescott. you can't take him off. Not just like you can't take the tight end off his route. Remember that. Even yeah. if he had the ball, if he was within oh, like the blown front off. Of five, yeah. Come rec- oh my god, I used to love that. <laughs> like, like playing linebacker, and they're just they're like looking, trying to get open. He just <laughs> he just nailing for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I do raise this. Uh, there's a lot of tweets that went out. Obviously, everybody's pumped about Dak Prescott getting back on the field, actually yeah. doing some on-field work. He looks phenomenal. He looks they just say, as yeah. good. He, he looks thick. He, he's looking a little leaner, uh, but he looks like he put on some size as well, especially in the in the leg region. I guess you're gonna have to, you know, when you got to build that back up. Dude, but he my- honestly looks like a a uh, a younger, but but not so big uh, uh, version of Keith's mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will I will say that there's there is some worrisome uh, after one of the press conferences with Mike McCarthy um, after one of the practices. It seems like he's good with Gilbert Godfrey and 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 Danuch. Yeah. So I I ask you guys, are you guys good with that or like we talked about this? Last I know, time. but I'm like, I know we're like a week in. Look, I thought uh, Gilbert Godfrey played great against the Steelers. Um, that's really what I ever got to solve. That's that's all I ever saw of him. Yeah, and, and that's all anyone's ever seen of him. Even his mom, his mom hasn't seen him play or start a game in his and entire Danuch, school. The Danuch, I'm not going to say it was a disappointment because things happen, but you know, Danuch, uh, <laughs> I think he had, I think he had a little agita that game. I don't know what was going on, but I say that uh, they need to sign someone else, man, because I, really I don't know how many times we have to go down this road and learn. I know. I mean, going back to, to my earliest uh, recollection of a Babe Laufenberg, and then we forget. I mean, Jerry Jones yeah. forgets how valuable a backup is. Because we got Steve Berline and it ended up being awesome. He may have been able to take us to a Super Bowl, you know. And then we went through some bad backups again with with, oh, with Romo. God, you remember Brad something? Johnson was horrible. horrible. Well, I mean, like Brandon look, Whedon was horrible. Kyle Orton was horrible. Yeah, all no, these but, quarterback. 
for for the Romo years, fine. But like those those years of finding a quarterback when we had like Quincy Carter and Drew Bledsoe and guys like mm-hmm. that. Do you remember their backups? It was like Anthony Wright and Clint Stoner and like yeah, yeah, like, and they all started. At one point or another, yeah, yeah they had to. But I meant, yeah, no, I mean, I, I just think when you have someone like a Jeff Driscoll still out there, what, what's the big deal? I don't know. I, I don't they know. Bring them in, man. They bring did him in. bring them in, we, but we they, they let them leave. Uh, Cooper Rush still, don't we? Yes, Cooper yeah. Rush is on the roster too, and I guess for familiarity reasons and experience with the offense, that's why he's got the leg up, I guess, with with Gilbert. But like again, I just look. You got Dak coming off and a, a catastrophic, nasty, nasty injury. God, you know, obviously, we're all wait, wishing that he has a healthy comeback, bounce back season. But God forbid he goes down. Well, it, season's a it was a clean break. Though. It was a clean break. It was like a right. bullet hole. No, I, I get it. As to a twenty-two bouncing around. So you know, it, it was a clean, clean shot. No, no vital tendons were hurt. You know, it just healed as a broken. I mean, I broke my ankle. You just heal you it. You What's your forty? Wrap it and you're good. <laughs> What's your current forty? Huh? What's your current forty? Right now, I'm a yeah, strong right. five seven. I think I could get one out. All right, all right. This you and my best freaking... time ever. What was my best time, smartass? Was a four six eight. Okay, and was, okay. And I was okay. two hundred twenty pounds when I ran it. Yeah, you would need a goddamn calendar for my forty time, but that's just me. So right. to this day, I was playing softball last week, and I and I hit one down the, the left field line. And I'm running down the first, and I, I I get thrown out from like a long throw, and I'm like, I go back to the bench, I sit down, and I'm like, I'm so slow. <laughs> like, I don't you know, always I, slow. I was never no, I but I was never fast, but I was like, I was like a sneaky quick in regards, like I can run a route, like I was, I yeah. had some quick feet, but dude, forget it, like I I can't do shit anymore. So now now maybe someone might want to play us in football. I keep putting that out there. I know. Come on, any any any, any three on three podcasts that want to try to face us. Yeah, what do you got, Tony Casillas? <laughs> you, you Yo, I, was gonna, I was gonna say is that like you know I only ran a four six eight once. I uh, I was a consistent four seven two, but that's the one thing that you use is that four six eight since you ran it once. Oh, that's it. Of course, forever. Like, you might as well like, you might as well say that in your first conversation with a girl. She's like, "Well, what's your sign?" I don't know, but I ran a four six eight once. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent. You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. We're excited. Hey, one last thing. Uh, another one more observation for OTAs was the linebacker pairings. Um, 
on the field, four different combinations. Tell me which one you like the most. Ready? And none of them include Jalen Smith. Ready? So here, <laughs> here's the combination. Let's stop, dude. Stop. Ready? Here we go. Now listen, hear me out. Keon O'Neal, Micah Parsons, LVE, Keon O'Neal, Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox, or Micah Parsons, LVE. Oh, so we're doing, oh, they're only do, uh, set, not, not, not three. You're doing twos. Yeah, just twos. Do so it again. Yeah, one more time. Obviously, Jalen's there, but I'm saying Keon O'Neal, Micah Parsons, LVE, and Keon O'Neal. Parsons and Cox, the two rookies, Parsons and LVE. I go Neil and Parsons. That's that's where I'm leaning to. Yeah, I go Neil. And it uh, seems like I, he's I doing. Go, he's, I would take Jalen Smith and Parsons. Well, no, I will. I'm assuming Jalen. I would go, I would go Neil and Parsons. I would go Neil and Parsons as okay. well. Okay. So you know what else that I that I that I heard and observed and you know just with following OTAs, which I'm very excited about actually. Is our our defensive line, man? Because a lot of these guys we we signed, you know, sounds like they they might do very well in Dan Quinn's system. I mean, and I'm hearing and I'm hearing Dan Quinn is very hands on, like he's up in like just yeah three point stance himself. So I'm very I'm excited about that too. So the um, Car- Carlos Watkins, the guy mm-hmm. who came from Houston, by the way, who I did bash because they did have the 32nd ranked uh, rushing defense, and we mm-hmm. got one of their supposedly best defensive linemen, but Apparently he's in great shape and he's he's looking really good in OTAs. The other guy, uh, uh, the the big tall dude, Brent um, uh, Brent Urban, the dude from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. This guy's like six. Seven, I mean, he he started to come up during with the Bears, and we got him. These are guys. These are the guys I like because they're not big names. They're still young and they're trying to make a name. They're going to be hungry, hungry players. Uh, uh, Terrell Basham, the dude from the kid from the Raiders, is another one. Listen, you know, these are this is exactly what you guys have been preaching yeah. for a year, saying like, get the kids in here, get see what they can do. Back. They're not, they're not your, and this, and look, you get to stack them with a guy like Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore, like we got I mean, man. We got look, look, listen. A lot of a lot of people don't don't know this, and Brett can back this up. We know how great our defense was in the early nineties. Nobody knew most a lot of those players. We know now. Oh, blah blah, this one, that one, this. Nobody knew Danny Daniel Stubbs was was on the 49ers. We grabbed him. Like yeah, I remember that, somebody yeah. we drafted. But I'm just saying we were getting these players and we just built this defense. And I remember trying to think, I remember like because this is when Chris Berman was always thinking of names. I'm like, man, he's got to come up with a name for our defense. Because and this is in like 92. And he was like, there's no name defense. And you know what? You know what I thought the best name would have been? Star Search. I like that. Because you know it was a talent show Star at the time. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying though? Because it's like dude, Star Search, search, no, search no. defense. That's how that's how that's how Brett got his start in comedy. He went on Star Search. Against Sinbad. Like where we like where we're gonna go. Oh, I did search like it. I liked it. I did like it's it. Not, it's, you, you know, can't just start. No, bro, it's too profound and deep for you. That's why, man. Oh, you oh, just oh, can't. Okay. Yeah, you, you, can't. you know what? You're right. Yeah. I don't need no lyrics. <laughs> Oh my goodness! All Maybe right, we so. should call it the Orion. Or, uh, <laughs> what is the star? We should have called it the Galileo defense because he was always looking for star. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> anyway, so I will. As you bring that up, Keith, it's actually a really good segue well, into like, what we were like Leon Lett was what from Imperia State or something like you know yeah, you're that's right. another one yeah he came late I mean not late but he was drafted late I mean we didn't have the only stars that we had 
Charles on our D line was Haley and Jim Jeffcoat. Hey, Sturge, you, you know that this – when we had the number one defense the year we won the Super Bowl, not one player made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, remember you brought that up, bro. You brought which, it up, bro. Wait, which which year? 92? 92. First year, yeah, 92, 92. And, that, was one of the, that, and there, that goes down as probably the greatest Cowboys team maybe ever. Yeah. We Ken had Norton, the number one, number one defense in the NFL. Why do you not, think that is? One play, and not one player made it. You know why? Because it was – You know why? He was all – yeah, no, because answer, you, can, you got it. Go ahead. No, I'm going to say because no, nobody there it was like Star Search. No, they didn't know. <laughs> nobody really knew. <laughs> nobody knew anybody on the team. I mean, you know, and they wore a star, like a so people were searching for good players, the, and we didn't called, know they were all there. It was called the Star Search defense. No, um, <laughs> no, it was because we were we were rotating people a lot, like you know. Um, and 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 Jimmy Johnson, what made him so great again? I, I know we talk about it was his ability to find talent and and to and he loved speed and he would make linebackers defensive linemen. I think this is a good segue into going to, and who surprised what for for the mini camp. For yeah, the so, yeah, like I said, uh, uh, Keith was saying because there's a guy, there's a guy that I, you know that changed my mind. Yeah, well, well, I'm just saying what Keith was saying before with guys that he was. You know, Urban and you know, and, and a couple of the guys that we signed are, are making you excited. So I bring this question up as, as as given to us by our producer RJ Ochoa of Blogging the Boys. He wants to know which rookie that we went into with a certain opinion has already within OTAs has changed our mind and got us a little excited. Like I don't know if we like all want to go in order. Or might have the same guy, or I don't know how that you want to go with that. I mean, but if you want me to. Yeah, it's funny because I've realized that when we do this show, it's not about us giving information. It's about us competing against each other in some way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, I mean, you go ahead for it. I, I say we just give out information, even if it's the same person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, there's, there's only so many rookies to choose from and there's so many standouts. It's, it's my thing is, is once again, uh, going back to what I said after the draft, I, I don't know if I can because I had no expectations for anyone. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a pick and say, oh, that was a bad pick. I didn't do that. Right. The only way I would have done that is if we picked a tight end. But there's not one person. There's not one person we drafted was- where I'm like, look. Now, now that being said, if you go back to but the draft episode, everybody flipped, but everybody flipped out. And this is one, and, and you can, we all know who that guy is. And I think we're all about to, to talk about him um, because he could have been taking the fourth or fifth or sixth round. Um, and that's the nation, right? Is that where you guys are going? That's where I was going. Yeah. I met the guy, he's blowing it up in practice right now. I mean, yeah, you know, I and mean, that's the thing you never know. And, you know, I was actually listening to some dude from the fan 105.3 fan. Okay. Uh, uh, he's talking cow. He was talking Cowboys, and he he said there was a player in the and and Major League Baseball that happened to. I didn't know. I guess somebody drafted because I don't follow baseball. A certain player, I think it would have been the Mets. Maybe they did, and they got ripped for it. And apparently, the guy's been phenomenal. And they're like, oh, like it could be one of those things where, like, say, like Little Sturch was. I remember Little Sturch was upset with that pick, the Nation Wright pick. I was. You you thought it could have went later, but we don't know what these coaches are talking about. We have no clue. I the think Cowboys could have thought, hey, someone's going to take him before our our next pick in the fourth round. We need to take this kid because we know how good he's going to be. Right, and I think I think the biggest thing for me for for Nashawn Wright was. Um, you know, the day he got drafted, all of a sudden the headlines are reading that he's comparing himself to a more athletic Richard Sherman and stuff. I was like, oh, my God, like, please don't tell me we're another guy that's just going to think he's all world. 
Uh, and since then, apparently, you know, those guys have he's reached out to Richard Sherman and they talked and they squashed whatever that was. But look, he's a third round pick. He's a top, according to the draft. You know, I'm not talking about skill. He's officially a top 100 player in the in the draft. He's, he was picked 99th. Um, he dropped a pick six apparently. Uh, that that was just like right in the breadbasket. Jumped the route completely, and they're saying that his ball skills are are second to none right now. And that's not even the cornerback that I was excited about. You know what I mean? So. The, the well, first round pick is where, where you get excited. Uh, not first round pick. The second round pick is where you get excited. You know, this one now with, with Wright coming on in training camp or OTAs, you get a little excited because that's the position that we all had ranked in our top five worrisome position groups. You know, you got to mess around with the secondary. What are we going to do with the secondary? So now all of a sudden you got guys jumping routes and you're like, oh, all right. You're like, I know it's OTAs and I know it's probably. Gal, uh, Gilbert or Danucci throwing these balls to these guys, but still, you know, it takes a lot to jump a route in, in, in the NFL. So I, I think it's something to be, you know, something to be said for for this kid. Well, I, I have one that has changed my mind. If, if we're gonna go there, because we, again, we all we all agree. I, I I love the kid from Oregon. Like you know, that's that's been the biggest talk. Um, there's been a couple guys to uh, who else they've been saying uh, Israel M- Makumamu. Mm-hmm. We remember, and of course, Jabril Cox. But um, the one that has changed my mind, and I, I know it sounds stupid, but it's going to be Micah Parsons. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I was big on Zayvon Collins. Okay. And then I didn't know that not only could Micah play uh, as a pass rusher, I didn't know he played, he was a pass rusher at first. And he's a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. Okay. I didn't know that either. Which that help now that but what 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 uh, McCarthy said, and this was I'm quoting it because he said he could obviously play on the ball as a linebacker. He has a natural pass rush skills. P- uh, playing off the ball, he's an impact rusher inside and outside. But he also said he could play in the bubble. He could play behind the three technique. So he he's a multi positional player. That I had no idea. I thought maybe you know. They're going to throw him in the middle or in the outside. We know that. But th- apparently this kid can play every in, in, in every aspect of the front seven, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah so, that's cool. Uh, that, is, that, that is one of the ones I wasn't – like you, you wouldn't expect like, oh, who changed your mind? Michael Parsons probably wouldn't change a lot of people's minds, but that's a great breakdown of, of how he really just kind of flipped. Yeah, that is. I'm saying, I was, it's what I wanted Zayvon for because – but Zayvon was just a big body, and I'm like, yo, with that type of speed – but apparently this kid is doing it all, man. So, you know, that's the type of player that you need in a sense where, you you know, you get – that's kind of like how Alden Smith was, to be honest with you, you know, where you could he was that linebacker, but he could also be, you know, a pass, down, down pass rusher. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm happy. I'm way more happier now with – I was happy with Micah Parsons, but I'm really happy with Micah, with that pick now, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I say uh, also, man. I didn't. I didn't know how uh, great of um, a coverage linebacker apparently Jabril Cox is. Like, like it's it's a he's supposed to be like like literally like at a, like for example, I think they were uh, like ranking him almost with like a defensive back covering. Like that's how well he covers for a linebacker, which is something. Because I, I mean, how many times starts? And I don't mean to, to pick on Jalen, but how many times do we see Jalen just getting? torch was late his back is turned i mean just some yeah. whereas you know this this that's something that i don't know how he is with as far as all of his other uh um linebacking uh skills like 
you know, I can't, but as far as from what I understand, from what I'm reading and from the highlights I've seen from LSU, man, he can cover. So he'll be good in certain packages. Yeah. It's, you know, as a rookie, you bring him in, you know, put him on the best tight end. Maybe he can cover, you know, sure. other. I mean, and don't forget, we got Neil as well. I mean, look, dude, it, it, I'm really happy about that. But our that front seven, I mean, as long as they're playing that front four, as long as they're playing great, then, then the seven, it, it just, it, it's a ripple effect. And Dude, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm not beat. You know, I'm not generic because I'm negative all the time with our defense. It, it's making me feel a little better. Yeah. Little I mean, better. look, I'm it, this it, kid from Oregon coming on and, you know, I mean, cause this is, this is what you need in a lot of the offenses today, man, but we still need uh, a Donald, right? We need that one interior defensive lineman that has to take a double team every play and I'm hoping the big boy from uh, what's his name from um, the guy I like. Yeah, Come on, man, from Kentucky. Yeah, from Kentucky. And we also got, we also got double O. We also got double O seven. Who didn't shoot seven, dude? And 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 the truth is, is that um, the that that's the our defense now. And this was my biggest gripe last last year when you guys were kind of praising the defense before we went into because it looked great on paper, and I was like, you nah. did. You did this defense. I'm not impressed. This is a complete, complete change. Complete overhaul. I meant, I meant it's I'm getting I'm the only things that still linger though are, are LVE and Jalen Smith. But otherwise, I have faith in Jalen Smith. I know I we know, bro. You tell us every time. We know. I have faith in him. Oh, good. I'm glad George Michael. We know our faith. Right. You can't you gotta do another joke. You can't call it back. Well, you I can say the same joke when you say the same thing 30 times. <laughs> We're not saying, you know, it's just who, who cares? I mean, we, Listen, the guys played horrible. Let's just call just, it for what it is. It's just kind of crazy. against him. It's just kind of crazy that within, you know, just a few months, because obviously the season ends with the Super Bowl, and that's February, and it's now June as people listen to this. So from a, a span from February to June, this entire defense has, I would say, I mean, look, to me, you guys know, you, you make fun of me. I'm always optimistic. But I would say from the pulse of the room, the temperature of this room, I'm saying that you guys seem like you're optimistic about this defense. I am. I am. I'm optimistic. I mean, because oh, it's, it's, but it's about time. <laughs> so why? You see so little. Why? You see little Brett and little Keith coming out now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I will say this: it's it's about time. It's like when when Keith's mom got up to 600 pounds, and then <laughs> she finally started, but she still only lost 50. So you know, it's it, I'm I'm happy that she knew that, and she was, you know, but it's about time that she started to lose some weight but there's still I mean, a lot of weight to be lost listen is that a good analogy it's, it's, it's more yeah I mean, it's more of a, a better analogy it's, it's more of a challenge now because <laughs> look buffets are starting to open up again <laughs> so you just gotta you gotta be careful <laughs> like so anyway but i it just uh it, you know it, it, no i am anyways, I'm, i love what they're, i love what they're trying to do at least they're trying this time not not bring look another point that uh, a, a buddy of mine brought up I don't want to claim this point but I was with a couple of players uh you know hanging out today uh, when I was in Arizona we were talking ex football players JJ what no and um was one cool? of my buddies one of my buddies brought up the point he's like you know man offensive line and defense they're lazy by nature though you know what I mean like they're always walking through uh, you know they're always trying to get out of practice and you know, yeah. they were always that, that way. So when you give them $90 million or whatever they're giving them, <laughs> they're not, you know, it's, it just feeds into the, into the laziness of it. Right. No so yeah. you got to get them hungry. 
And that's and and again, that's why I think I think it's a good move. We we didn't bring in any major sign like we did the year before, where they're just gonna lack lay around and not do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, you know, I mean once again, you these names, you have to keep saying them like Carlos Watkins, um, Brent Urban, Basham, like these guys, like they're all names we never that are that seem to at, are coming on in these. I know they're just voluntary, there's no Pads put on yet, which means a lot of people, but it's still something to it's just get a right. little. It's, anything it's, will be better than last year. It's it's, it looks it's like crazy. it's happening. It's crazy because like when you do sign these guys, you know, you're just like, oh, all right, oh, okay, you know, like nobody's excited yeah. about the moves, but then you see these guys on the field, and then you think about the the better impact players that we do have. Like I'm already hearing that Bradley and I has showed up thick, yeah. thick, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, so I saw now, that too. Right, so like guys are starting to show up, and they're like they're different, and they're year two, and some of these guys play, you know, and you know, hopefully, like they sift out these these pet cats like Dorrance Armstrong. I don't know why he has a roster spot, but uh, whatever, we'll see. But again, the the Cowboys have addressed it. We're all optimistic about it. Uh, three guys, or at least two guys on on the Jersey Boys podcast side of things, have really changed our mind, being right and and Micah Parsons, which again. A lot of people would be like, well, how the hell like you were supposed to be excited about him? But like the way Brett broke it down makes more sense. Um, but yeah, listen, we're we're only in OTAs. We got another week ahead of us. Uh, a lot of practices. June 1st, tomorrow is uh, well, as you listen to this Tuesday, that's gonna be a big news day. Uh, a lot of these post-June 1st cuts and all this other stuff. So there could be a lot of guys on the move tomorrow in specific. Uh, you know, we won't touch on it. We're not a we're not a Falcons podcast, but I'm curious to see where we're, if Julio is on the move. Like, uh, there's a lot. I of heard. Uh, where did I hear? I heard Baltimore. Yeah, I'm here in Baltimore. I'm here in New England. I mean, I'm also, you know, like it's kind of re- like. Would you weird. want him? Would you want him? What Julio Jones? Yeah, Julio, sure. I would. I, I would add him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade anybody that we have. Now, you know what I'm saying? Think, like, you, you, do you think that Amari Cooper though is? was is not as effective as we thought he would be um i think i think cooper is one of the better route runners in the league and i think that sometimes he gets a bad rap because sometimes he doesn't like show up in certain big spots so i think that if he just stays right and stays healthy and doesn't like tweak a thigh or you know pull a hammy i think he could be you know another effective receiver i think right now i know this is going to sound a little outlandish might might sound like a like a hot take but I would take Amari Cooper over Julio Jones right now. I think I would. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I think Pete, I would. You? Mm, I don't know, man. Julio, Julio. Julio's a monster. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but he is, though. I mean, I, I, really I don't know. I, I, I will, I'll, I'll stick with – the only reason I'll stick with Amari because he likes playing for us. I mean, he had it. You know, he you know, he signed a good contract, but he may have been able to get a bigger one somewhere else. So, yeah, that's a, and that's I, I respect that, and I think that uh, – and I think he's he, dude, I think he's a great receiver, so I would take Amari. He still is a receiver okay. making twenty million a year, yeah. so we'll see about that. You want to know uh, my 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 take is I I would take Amari as well. Yeah, so I that, that kind of well. that puts a bow that puts a bow on that because again, yes, he's available. Here's the last thing, and I'll say this, and I'm curious, Brett, you're in Vegas, you, you know, you've done gambling shows, and you know how these odds work. Why why is Mike McCarthy the top guy to get fired first in 2021? <laughs> He's like plus seven fifty right now. I, well, I mean, where do you come up with that crap? Well, you look at it. like you know uh, that that means that people aren't aren't thinking that you know they no, might have I, some inside, they might have some insider information. No, this too. is no, this is what it is because it's this on the is chopping kind of, block. 
it's kind of Wade Phillips-esque, okay, where with Wade Phillips, when we went into that year where we started out, what, one and seven or whatever, when Romo got hurt and Wade Phillips got fired and Jason Garrett got hired, that our team was like number one in the power rankings. I meant they thought we were so talented. Our team was so talented that year that it was a shoe in We're going. And we start out one and seven. Wade Phillips gets fired. And that's the thing with this is they're looking – what they're seeing is, what I think, Vegas – if the Cowboys start out one in six or something like that, which who knows, man, we still don't know. We, we have no, which meant, you know, and, and looking at the talent that we have, that that's what they're looking at. I think okay. is that they're so taking a shot. All this talent. If you start off slow, you, you're, you get fired first. Exactly. Or okay. if you have the same season you had last, if he has the same season as last year, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and look, and look, we, we we pretty much told Kellen Moore, don't go anywhere. This is your job later. Sounds familiar, right? Sounds familiar. Jason Garrett, yeah. yeah. Very, very scary. <laughs> we'll see. But with that being said, it's been another week of OTAs, and that means another week of Jersey Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow the entire lineup on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network. We are powered by SB Nation. For Dave Sturgio, Brett Ernst, Keith Ernst, we will see you guys next week.